Hello and welcome to the Ilkama Venture Forum podcast. We have a special edition of the podcast today. We're catching up with previous OVF award winners. Today we're talking to Dr. Craig Shimasaki from Molecular Labs. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Tell everyone quickly uh, a little bit of your background and what Molecular Labs does. Yeah, great. glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm a scientist and business person. Uh, worked uh, about 35 years in the biotech industry. Uh, started at Genentech back in 1983. They had no child labor laws back then. So I'm really <laughs> right. not very, young, very young man. <laughs> yeah, very young man. In science and medicine, Molecular Labs is a precision medicine company, and we have a clinical diagnostic laboratory as well as research and development. And we evaluate patients who have uh, autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders, particularly in children and adults. And typically, they're uh, resistant to many of different types of medications, only to find that it's an infection-triggered autoimmune condition that when diagnosed and treated properly, they actually get remarkably well. Very good. When was that company formed? When, when was it launched? So I uh, founded Molecular Labs back in 2011 um, and just set up uh, the company uh, based on the technology from my co-founder, uh, Dr. Madeline Cunningham at the University of Oklahoma Health Science Center. And uh, since then, we have grown and continually grown and tested now over 15,000 patients worldwide. Wow. Now, you also, along the way, have won many, many awards, but mm-hmm. the, one, of, one of the awards you won ultimately was the Venture of the Year in 2016 from the Oklahoma Venture Forum. Previous to that, you were named Most Promising New Venture previous to that. So you have been awarded a couple of times from OVF. But let's go back to 2016 and tell us where the company was then and what winning that award, the Venture of the Year, that recognition did to benefit Molecular Labs. Yeah, that was uh, quite a while ago. And um, time passes, you know, very quickly. But Back then, uh, we were still a very, very small company. We're not very big right now either, but we only had uh, maybe about two years began testing patients, very small staff, and actually were operating um, leasing space and people out of the university just to be able to get the company started, and a few uh, investors uh, who were parents of children who got well. Mm. And so at that time, um, we were uh, embarking on this area of both testing and some research based on these children who were developing obsessive compulsive disorders after getting a strep infection. And so uh, the company since then has grown to now, as I mentioned, over 15,000 patients we've tested in over 50 different countries. We now have over 2,300 doctors who've placed orders, over about 80 institutional accounts, uh, we've had two patents issued since then, raised uh, about eight and a half million wow. since then in uh, investment capital. So a lot has happened since then. Amazing. Winning an award, receiving recognition and, and the, the publicity that comes with it uh, in 2016 is always beneficial to a company that is, is, is starting down that path of success, right? Absolutely. External validation has a way of helping in at least the perception of the public. We definitely are doing something that we feel is noble and worthy in the sense that we're getting people well who've been sick sometimes for decades, but we don't have any salespeople because, uh, you know, just uh, as a small company, it's still uh, something that I need to raise capital for. Um, but because of that recognition and because of those things that people have uh, seen in the public eye, uh, I believe that it has also helped us uh, as we raise capital for investments, 
uh, opportunities for other partnerships and the ability to really be seen as somewhat of a validated type of a company. And that validation obviously goes hand in hand with not only raising capital, but collecting partners, maybe even collaborators, doctors coming on to, to, uh, to trust what you're offering them when it comes to their patients, et cetera. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think um, sometimes as entrepreneurs and groups, we don't realize the impact uh, that uh, press and media has in helping to get the recognition or at least uh, even helping people to feel like there's some kind of external validation of what the company's doing. So an award like that uh, definitely helps in that. And uh, not only it gets the recognition, but it also helps uh, validate what we're doing. It also is that other people see that this has value and it is um, meritorious in, in helping other people, you know, in this case, getting well from chronic diseases. Now tell us where the company's at today. What amazing <clears throat> things are you achieving right now in 2023? Yeah, there's a lot been happening and sometimes it's hard to keep up with everything. We, as I mentioned, we have currently tested now over 15,000 patients uh, in our clinical laboratory. We have uh, licensed also an additional panel of research technology sure. from Dr. Cunningham's lab for autoimmune cardiovascular diseases. And so we're working on another panel to be able to launch that will identify patients who are infection-triggered autoimmune there. We're also working on a panel for long COVID, which uh, post-COVID is uh, a huge right. impact on a lot and, of people. And obviously something very new. It is. And uh, this is part of being able to uh, work in the environment and recognize how some of these autoimmune brain antibodies and cardiovascular antibodies are present in patients who have long COVID and then be able to take that and leverage that. As I mentioned, we've also had two patents issued. We're forming a relationship that, uh, that I don't have yet the liberty to uh, disclose yet because it's still uh, confidential, but some of the largest clinical laboratories in the world, working with them in a way that will help strategically in partnerships, and then other partnerships with other local uh, university affiliates or spin-outs in the area of therapeutics. Wow or be able to identify patients. So big things way. coming. Can't talk about it yet, but big things are coming. Mm -hmm. You've personally been involved in OVF for quite a while as well. Tell me what drew you to OVF initially and what kind of things as an, as an entrepreneur, as a business person yourself, that, that benefit you've received from being a member and participating in OVF? Well, OVF is, is a great, great institution, and uh, many people may not even be aware of it mm -hmm. who, who live in Oklahoma. Um, but it's one area uh, or one venue where individuals from both the investment side, the service side, but also the entrepreneurial side can come together right. and hear stories, but also hear pitches and also get a chance to rub elbows with each other. And it's those relationships that help. I was on the board of OVF for uh, a number of years and enjoyed my time there in doing that. Because uh, the goal is to help serve and help create the entrepreneurial ecosystem right. and, and that in Oklahoma. And so I'm really looking forward to the continued growth and, and the expansion of OVF and things like this. And the awards especially both help the community, but also help those entrepreneurial endeavors in Oklahoma. Right. And you're also involved in all kinds of things around the entrepreneurial ecosystem like I2E and, and other organizations that are also supporting these efforts. 
Absolutely. You know, Oklahoma is not like uh, California or Boston. Which is good. <laughs> it's good. It's pro and con to that. <laughs> there is. Yeah. There's always the, you know, we've got different different benefits and, right. and different limitations. But one thing is for sure is that there are good people that want to help each yes. other and help collaborate and, and do that. And so, yes, this is this has been something that's been uh, very impactful and helpful. Since you launched Meculera Labs, and even before that, when you were working in industry, what has changed here in Oklahoma? There's been a lot of of conversation about the emphasis on biomedical and and things of that nature is developing them as industries in the state. So what's happening now and maybe the last few years that wasn't happening then? And how are these changes ultimately going to be good for the state of Oklahoma long run? Uh, yes, and this is exciting time, really, because as you mentioned, I'm on the board of I2E, and I2E has been um, one of the results of OCAST and the ability to actually uh, support uh, economic diversity in the state from oil and gas, which is very strong, but looking to how do we create organically grown businesses. And so some of the things that have occurred is uh, I2E now is under management of over a billion dollars of, wow. of uh, companies' value. Yeah. Uh, also in the sense of having the ability to mentor and then be able to guide and uh, shepherd a lot of these early stage companies, the Plains Venture Fund from it, uh, but also the other things such as the Innovation District that is now uh, in place under Katie Boren. And then also uh, what we've seen is the awards of uh, somewhere around 70 to 80 million from the federal government for the Build Back Better program for the bioscience cluster and sector. And so you see a lot of these things that are happening that providing momentum in the context of a bigger picture of the community, building and looking for how do we create an ecosystem that will support entrepreneurial endeavors. But it didn't happen over to at night. It took a long time and a lot of effort from a lot of partners to make that a reality. Absolutely. And, and we'd spend all day just trying to name all of them right. that are on here. Uh, that have been a part of it, uh, but it's it just, again, that uh, community of uh, involvement to be able to bring something about that's better for the entire community, and in right. this case, the state, uh, irrespective of whether they directly benefit of it or not. And even, you know, you might even see that the, the Oklahoma City Thunder as a way of helping to, mm-hmm. uh, on a national level, mm-hmm. um, show that Oklahoma and Oklahoma City uh, has impactful, creative, uh, and even entrepreneurial type of thinking. So if a young or new entrepreneur, someone who is considering uh, starting a company or building a business here in Oklahoma, what would be some of your favorite bits of advice that you would give them directly as to how to start, run, and, and sustain a profitable business in Oklahoma? Yeah, that's uh, the, the $20 million question. And, and certainly the environment of Oklahoma for me, because I've been here now uh, about 30 years. So I came from the San Francisco Bay Area and thought I wouldn't be here very long. But we have found and have stayed here and my wife and children the ability to actually um, be innovative, creative, because innovation is everywhere. It's right. not limited to the coast. And then have supportive people alongside of you to come to, to, to do that. And so that's been uh, something that's been clearly evident over time. And I would say that not only that is when you are in these other ecosystems that are highly competitive, sometimes you don't get heard or you don't get funded. Sure. Although there are more funding opportunities there, 
you may be drowned out. Mm. And so in Oklahoma, you have a chance to be able to be heard. Um, and as far as an entrepreneur, there are a lot of supportive systems out there. I, I also teach uh, as an adjunct professor at the University of Oklahoma in the business school in entrepreneurship. And uh, there is just a growing body of interest in how do we help organically create these businesses in Oklahoma and keep them here. Uh, and all the other universities are doing the same. There you go. Great advice from Dr. Shimashaki, previous award winner, two award winners from Oklahoma Venture Forum, OVF, Most Promising and Venture of the Year, longtime board member, and a, a, an absolute stalwart in the ecosystem that we've been talking about, entrepreneurism in Oklahoma. If you want to know who's going to be the winners for 2023 from the Oklahoma Venture Forum, you need to be at the awards ceremony. It's Thursday, May 18th, 2023, obviously, from 11 to 1.30 at the Oklahoma History, History Center. We have some great nominees for the awards mm -hmm. this year, a ton of different awards that'll be given out, and you'll want to be there yourself to see the award winners, to network, to meet other people, and to continue this, this economic and entrepreneurial ecosystem that we've been talking about all day, right? So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me.